who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we discuss the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And today we have a special guest with us in the studio. We are actually in a studio. It's crazy. We're not in a closet. What's up, Jada? What's up? This is Jada from Indie Media is here with us today. This is so cool, guys. I know. It's crazy. We're so not used to like being watched either or like not in a closet. It's (laughs) bonkers right now. And we also have Jesse here uh, from Woman is doing our sound for us today. So if it sounds better than usual, that is why. why. (laughs) Because we actually have professionals who know what they're doing. (laughs) So, Keegan, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about everybody's favorite subject, Disney. Yes. And whether or not it is a problematic fave. I think it can be both. Well, okay, that's the thing with problematic faves that I think we need to bring up just at the top of the show. Just because something is problematic doesn't mean that it's not a favorite of yours and doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy it. Because as we all know, I love Disney. I love Disneyland. I go as much as I can. I almost wore my ears today. Seriously. (laughs) I was like ready for it, but... I'm really disappointed that you didn't at least bring them. I'm sorry. I was trying to look professional. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I also have my Jasmine pin. I really almost wore that. Then I was like, no, I I spent all day researching how racist Aladdin is. Yeah, right? Totally. All right, so we're going to kind of go through and, um, at least for me with my notes, I kind of went through by movie. Do you want to kind of start at the beginning and go down the line? Sure. All right, so we know that the beginning of Disney is probably going to be more sexist in general than some of the newer movies. And and pretty racist. Pretty racist, (laughs) a little sexist. So let's start with Snow White. 
she runs away because the jealous queen thinks she's prettier than her, which kind of perpetuates the notion that older women should be jealous of, like, the young and beautiful women. Which is a theme that you see string through, like, all the Disney movies, especially, like, older Disney movies. But mm-hmm. honestly, even through, like, Rapunzel, you see that kind of same. Well, if you think about it, Rapunzel and Snow White are so similar because, like, if they didn't have magic, they'd be ugly. Uh. <laughs> right? Really? Yes. Oh, you mean oh, the queens. Man. The queens, I yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that Snow White was pretty no. just because she was pretty, but okay, great. No, because the evil queen, she, well, I guess she used magic to make her ugly, or is she always ugly, and she uses magic to make her pretty. I think I she was remember. just old, wasn't she? Well, old, ugly, for Disney, it's the same thing. Oh, that's I'm terrible. not saying for me, I'm saying Disney says it's the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty, okay, so we can add ageist to the they're, list of... They're totally ageist. Yeah. It's horrible. They're the same way, and like, this is a common trend, that the old, ugly person is like the villain, and then the young, pretty girl is the person that you want to be. Most you know? of the villainesses are like middle-aged women. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and then in Tangled or Rapunzel, she is supposed to be this old lady, but then uses Rapunzel's hair to make her young and beautiful. Yeah. So it's the same kind of concept. But going back to Snow White, I think Snow, the issue with Snow White for me is that she has no control over her life. Her life is completely controlled by the men around her, which is also a common theme that you see like running through most Disney movies. Yeah. Well, and then can we talk about the man in the movie, Prince Florian, who's a fucking predator? I didn't even know that that was his name. Where did you guys pick up this notion? It's, well, I I read a lot of random (laughs) articles for this, but like, Dude, just like don't kiss a girl that's unconscious. Well, I mean, just same with thought. Sleeping Beauty. It's like, what are you doing? How Again, creepy. Common trend. Just like don't do it. It's not cool. And I think didn't he think she was dead too? Yes. It's like at least with Sleeping Beauty, he just thought she was asleep. Like with with Snow White, he thought she was dead. Why yeah. are you kissing her? Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> it's weird. What do they call that when you want to like have sex with dead bodies? Necrophilia. Yeah, that's oh a little bit God. necrophilic. Just saying, gross. Well, and the other thing too is like he shows up after the dwarves save her. So, like, he doesn't even do any of the work. They're and like, the dwarves only save her. Let's not try and make them sound chivalrous, no. chivalrous because they only save her because she's, like, got really good trophy wife skills. Yes. Like, just fucking... She does. She comes in and she's like, can I stay in your house? And they're, they're like, like, only if you clean and cook. Yeah. Oh. Do you clean and cook for us? She's like, yeah, let me make this house spick and span for you. And yeah, I'll bake you pies and shit while you're at work. Exactly. And then, so they're really only doing it for that purpose. I don't really think they actually have any sort of, like... They do at the end, but like right. that's only because she proved useful to them in the beginning. Yeah. Well, and she is just the classic damsel in distress. She sings a song literally that says, someday my prince will come. No, she has no skills of her own except for cleaning. Like, she has no skills except for domestic skills. She can't yes. take care of herself. She only lives because the huntsman's just like, maybe I don't want to cut your heart out. Like, seriously. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she really didn't defend herself or anything. No. <laughs> she got Man. lucky. Well, Cinderella really isn't that much better. There's still, again, jealousy between women with relationships between Cinderella and her evil stepmother and evil stepsisters. Yeah. You know, they're all very jealous of each other. Again, they're like, she's so pretty. We need to, like, tear her down. And kind of the same thing. Like, her her skills kind of stick to chores, although I don't really think she's given much of an option otherwise. Right. I mean, we can all admire Cinderella for her cheery disposition in the face of, like, really shitty circumstances. Exactly. 
Also, her prince is pretty shitty. One, yes. you don't even remember what she looks like. Nope. Two, she runs away because she's like, hope he doesn't see how poor I am because then he <sighs> won't love me anymore. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> so sad. And I read something that was really interesting where they were like, Cinderella asked for some shoes and a dress. She didn't ask for a prince, which I think is totally true. She wasn't like... That is true. Right? She didn't come home from the party and like sit and wait and wonder when he was going to be back. Like, I think yeah. she kind of went on with her life a little bit. And right. then She was chilling. Right, exactly. And <laughs> she then, just wanted a night out, honestly. Yeah, That's she true. was like, one night to get me away. And I read something where they're like, she could have wished for freedom and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but that, that probably wasn't that was even her on freedom. her. Yeah, yeah, it was right. one night of freedom. That's all she really she wanted. She just needed that, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it is it is different than Sleeping Beauty or Snow White who actively sat around pining for a dude to come around and, like, right. save them and, like, pull them out of their circumstances. Yeah. Cinderella didn't really do that. I mean, she didn't actively work to pull herself out of her circumstances either, which but is she kind probably, of like... But can you imagine, like, if you think of it in realistic circumstances, like, picture an abusive home where you're being treated horribly, you probably can't think past that. Like, she's been in this home since she was little and her parents passed away. Yeah, and you not to I mean? mention, short of marriage, like, how would she have even gotten herself out of that position anyway? Yeah. Like, she just chose the wrong dude. You can't, like, move out and, like, you know, get a job in yeah. this, like, fairy tale universe that we're operating in right now. Right. And, I mean, for me, the biggest problematic thing about this movie is the prince. He really doesn't care about Cinderella. He wants to find the hot chick that he danced with. That's true. That has the same shoe size. Honestly. That's all he, guys, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that dude at the club, that girl at the club, that's all I want. That's it. And, and that's especially delicious. guys in, like, 1950s, where they're just, like, they're not interested in anything you have to say or do, basically. Yeah. Just, like, how pretty are you? Can you yeah. cook? Can you cook <laughs> clean? Yeah. But honestly. And she can. She but. can. But what if they went to a house and someone else had the same shoe size? Do you think he would have been, like, cool? You're good looking and you have the same shoe size. Nah, would there Cinderella, have been a different ending? She was a baddie. She was a bad, but what he be have, but would he have gone to if he had gone to another house first? Would he have even known? Because obviously he I'm didn't saying. take in any of her physical attributes. No, he doesn't recognize her when she comes down the stairs. This is true. Right? Yeah. He's but just wasn't like, it just her vibe? Wasn't it just her energy? I don't well, think so because I don't know. Yeah, he's like, oh, this house. beautiful girl that I've never seen before. I'm going to dance with her. And then she comes down the stairs and he sees her. And she's like, sure, I'll give you my foot to try a shoe on. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, my God, it fits. You're totally the girl. But, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's kind of he would have chosen as, her. It's kind of the same as, like, movies in the 90s where, like, a girl was, like, hideous. And then she, like, takes off her glasses and all yeah, of a sudden she's, like, super her hair. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she's, like, super beautiful. It's the same thing. Like, he didn't recognize her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I just wanted to mention really quick about Snow White and Cinderella. In Snow White, there's 50% female dialogue, and in Cinderella, there's 60% female dialogue. Which is I'm, pretty good. It's pretty good, and I'm going to be kind of tracking it as we go so we can start seeing how the numbers change, because to me, it's very fascinating. It is surprising. Yeah. It's very surprising. So, should we move on to the next Disney movie, which is Sleeping Beauty? Yes. Okay. We all know, we've talked about it a little bit, how it's She's the most already. annoying, she's the most annoying Disney princess I don't me. really understand how people can have her as being a favorite, because she really doesn't do anything. No, what she's, about her? she's so boring. I think people <laughs> only like that movie literally for the villain and for right. the fairies. Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, she is, she's plain. She's, like, she's white bread. There's yeah. nothing white about bread, her that's interesting. No. Like, nothing. Yeah, she barely speaks when she's conscious. And yeah. she's asleep for 75% of the movie. When and she's I, awake, she, like, sings a song, and that's about it. And I do want to address that 
even though we're going to be talking about percentage that people actually, women actually speak in these Disney movies, all of these movies would fail the Bechdel test, which Mm -hmm. is like, how much are they speaking about men? Which is a lot. Like, so they're talking, like they're actually talking. They have a lot of dialogue, but how much are they talking about dudes? And maybe Cinderella wasn't, but the other two definitely did. Most definitely. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty was kind of a step backwards a little bit. Um, again, she has to wait for her prince to wake her up from a nap. Why is everybody waiting on men? What's going on? Right. Exactly. There's the theme, man. Like you just like, you get yourself into some shit and then you wait for someone to save you. Yeah. That's the whole damsel in distress Mm -hmm. thing that Disney has like built their empire on for like, what people think of as being like kind of the golden age of Disney, you mm-hmm. know, the first, all. the first Renaissance. Right? Yeah. Thank you. That was what I was thinking of. Also, Prince Philip is kind of a predator as well because he's 23 and Aurora is 16. Whoa. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing is all these Disney, like Aurora is 16, Ariel is 16. A lot of these Disney princesses are like young. Yo, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. And Bill Cosby just got a... Re- I know. <laughs> I know. Right? Relevant. It's, it's exactly. crazy. So relevant. I mean, and for kind of similar things, it's like, well... She's asleep. I'm going to give her a kiss. Like, didn't even know it. She didn't even know it. All he needed was a sweater and he'd be Bill Cosby. And they'd shared one dance together, too. Like, yeah. they didn't even know each other. Yeah. And he was creeping on her in the forest and it was for real. <laughs> and weird. And even the fairies, even the fairies are kind of like, are you sure you want to do this, girl? Yeah, like, are maybe, you sure? like, pump yes. the brakes. Like, yeah, girl, guys. <laughs> you love him, but really, are you sure you do love you him? Do you know him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Exactly. And in this movie, she has... Actually, the women have 70% of the dialogue, but I think that's because there's a female villain and because there's the fairies. They really help out. There's way more female characters because you really only have the prince in this. I mean, no, you've got the, the, king. the king. Right, but, but he's barely in it. Their scenes are annoying, although I do like the drunk guy that like drinks literally drinks himself under the table. There's a the, lot like, of drinking in old Disney movies. Yeah. The guy, what's the instrument he's playing? The minstrel. Yeah, 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 whatever. yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like drinking out of it at the end and then he like. I don't even know if that's the right thing. I might be totally wrong about that. It sounds good. Okay, good. That's all I care about. Great. It sounds right. (laughs) And she ends up married married in the end, so happily ever after for her. Good for her. I would really like to see, like, ten years down the line, like, how's your marriage doing? Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, you didn't know each other, and you were 16. Yeah. Like, how many kids are you strapped with? How bored is he? How much is he cheating on you now? It's great. That would be a great screenplay. I'm sure it's already been done a million times, though. All right, should we go to a really problematic one that I know you're going to have a lot to talk about? This one I feel like we are going to um, debate about. But yes, but no. Oh, okay. All right. So, so we're talking about The Little Mermaid, guys. Yes. I love The Little Mermaid. Me too. See, that's the thing. Everybody loves The Little Mermaid, but it is an oddly problematic Disney Why movie. Why is it problematic? Oh, girl. Wait to see. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of... She literally gives up her voice to be... Okay, well, this can, this can be oh, argued. Does okay. she give up her voice to just be with the guy? Or is she also giving up her voice... Because she starts the movie so, like, adventurous and rebellious and she's kind of marches to the beat of her own drum and she wants to kind of, like, explore outside of the ocean. So is she also giving up her voice because she wants to expand her world? Yes. 
I think that that's the case. I think but she's that she, also 16 and says, I want to be with. But also, like, everything Eric. we see about her is reckless. Like, it's super mm-hmm. reckless. Like, she's not going, it's not like um, a Mulan or a Moana where they're, like, leaving. They want to, like, expand their horizons, but also they're right. doing it for the betterment of for other people. Cause, yeah. It's like she just wants to, like, get out there for herself, which is great. And I like that but we're seeing a little bit But it's also the first time that you see right. somebody step outside of their norm which is why people love the little mermaid because it's the first time you have a disney princess with a personality exactly which is rebelling against her dad yeah Yeah. which is actually amazing but she doesn't decide to do it until she like spots like hot guy on the beach 16 year olds right yeah Yeah. (laughs) absolutely but okay i wanted to read this because when Ursula, who actually, in my research, I'm actually starting to love, I, yeah. I relate so much more with the she's, villains than I do with the She's the, the feminist, like, that's the thing. She's is kind of a feminist hero. She is. She's, like, the feminist antihero that you're, they're trying, they're, like, you shouldn't think freely and want things for yourself. Like, she's basically doing very feminist things, and you're supposed to think that she's bad. Yeah, mm. like, I wrote in here, sure, she's evil, but in the obviously super patriarchal sea world, she has somehow managed to make a name and career for herself without the help of a man. She's strong, independent, confident, and works to go after what she wants. Yes, she's wow. the villain. Okay. But, like, she's, like, also yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. But, okay, here's my argument for Little Mermaid. This is the song that Ursula sings, that, like, poor unfortunate soul song. Yes, oh. this song like, is problematic. convince her oh, to, like, we, yeah. give up her voice, right? Oh, my God. And she says, you'll have your looks, your pretty face, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. The men up there don't like a lot of blabber, but they think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land, it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word, and after all, dear, what is idle pratter for? Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can, but they dote and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. And this uh, is what convinced Ariel to get her voice up. Yes. She's right. like, sounds good. Right. Yes. Cool. And I, like thinking back, I'm like, this is where Madigan starts judging herself for how much she talks. Because I'm like listening to this song and I'm like, and she who holds mm. her tongue, I can't tell you how many Ooh. times I've like thought to myself like man if I had kept my mouth shut maybe I would have kept him around longer wow are you oh. serious yes oh my god when I was like 16 through 20 dating yes I would be like I said something stupid again and that's the reason people don't want to be around me like and no they're no. just stupid you know? no it is and I totally you know being almost like a 26 year old woman now and like being in the world that I am I totally understand that but I still give myself a really hard time for being such a talker and it's like damn like what if that was like the root of like or at least one of the things where it's like oh disney is a whole root in our childhood yeah Yeah. exactly and that's the thing it's like these are the things that we grew up with and that we're looking up to um, the other thing is the song Kiss the Girl, which is oh. basically Disney's version of Blurred Lines by Ronald <laughs> Yeah, Dope. it is, isn't it? It <laughs> is. Real. You are funny. It says, yes, you want her. Look at her. You know you do. It's possible she wants you too. There's one way to ask her. Maybe fucking ask her. She'll right, just ask. Her Don't kiss her. <laughs> well, yeah, and she, she doesn't have a voice, but she can, like, nod or shake her head. Right. Yeah, she can give you consent, like, yeah. right, and right. just, like, just go for it, dude. Right. Like, yeah. Oh. Oh. And especially because, like, it's... Sebastian, who's saying this too, who like in a lot of ways is like a father figure. It's like, kiss her, man. Kiss her. Well, okay, but hold on. Not trying to defend this because I'm not. I'm not. But Sebastian was also trying to like move things along because he knew that if she didn't like 
get married or whatever at the end, that it would have bad consequences. True, yes. but then maybe the song should be ask, ask her, her if she, she wants, wants a kiss. it. <laughs> See if she nods. I guess that's. I guess that could have worked so just as well. I think the reason why The Little Mermaid is so polarizing for people is because she literally gives up her voice, which is mm-hmm. so symbolic. Right. Like it's it's full of symbolism of like actually like giving up your voice, a man falling in love with you without having to listen to a word that you say, mm. and then also she didn't just give up her voice. She gave up the thing that she loved about herself that made her unique. That's like her she, voice. Women have done. I feel like back in those times because subconsciously men have like made us feel that way because they were deemed superior for- yeah so yeah you bend yourself yeah. like to fit what they want from you exactly. exactly and the other thing is ariel is a placeholder because he meets the girl with the voice similar to cinderella with the shoes he's like oh i met the girl with the voice forget the girl that i've been having a great time with mm. the last granted few days. he was under the spell of a sea witch but but <laughs> right. he was like i'm just gonna casually date this mute girl um, <laughs> and then i'm gonna drop her when like the sassy like dark-haired brunette shows up right i yeah. mean but that's can you blame man. them men do this <laughs> that's what we're saying it's not right though like it's horrible. like i've met some wonderful men who wouldn't do these things like that's why we have to change the narrative it's like well little boys watch these things too and, and they think girls, that they can get away with it you're reinforcing gender roles and gender stereotypes with these movies both ways you know which i have some statistics on that but We'll talk about that when we get further in. The thing that was interesting about The Little Mermaid, too, is the way that it was, like, the way the critics handled it. Like, they were disgusting talking about Ariel. The curvaceous, sexy... It's a cartoon, bro. A 16-year-old cartoon, which I'm like, oh. They were really freaky and weird when talking about Ariel. And, like, they'd be like, she's, like, her own woman, yada, 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 with a sexy little seashell bra. And I'm like, ah, why'd you have to mention that? Way over-sexualized wow, for a children's movie. Yeah. Cool. Again, making you feel like, you know, if you're wearing a bikini at the beach, it's like that's normal, but then yet you're seeing people that are like totally sexualizing it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, no, it's warm and I'm going to go swimming. I'm not looking for you to like be like... I'm hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be like that sexy thing. It's like, no, I'm just minding my own business. I have skin. Yeah, exactly. God forbid I have a body, dear Lord. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, in this movie, it's only 30% female dialogue. Which isn't that crazy. It's like there's a female lead and a female villain. Yep. But because Ariel is mute for half the movie, there's way more male dialogue, like men speaking, than there are women speaking in the movie. Yep. Which is, I mean, it's crazy because this is really the first semi-feminist Disney princess that we see, but there's actually a lot less female dialogue in it. Exactly. And next movie that is on my list here is Beauty and the Beast. And I'm just going to start with the percentage of female dialogue in this movie. How much do you think there is? Just Very generally. little because Very most little of the characters are men. Oh, yeah. I was going to say But that. you think of Belle as being this semi-feminist character, right? But she's the only girl. Uh, yeah, really? Other than Mrs. Potts. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm you so good. sorry. <laughs> Interrupting you. You good. There is 25% female dialogue in this movie. Yeah. I'm not wholly surprised by that. It's absurd. She, I this is what I wrote in my notes. Likes to read? Check. Saves father? Check. Falls in love with the abuser because of dope library? No. <laughs> For real. She's like, your library is amazing. I fucking love books. Okay, right. not so bad. Hold on. <laughs> I do think it's more nuanced than that. I do think it's more nuanced than that. Because I think we have to address that 
poor Belle. Like, yes, she's super beautiful, which is also an issue that we can talk about with Disney, where they're just reinforcing this idea that, like, beautiful and thin equals good. Yeah. And if you're not that, then it's not as good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, so she is beautiful, so she's got that. But she's also kind of the town weirdo. Like, people don't like her because she reads. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) oh, God, this is crazy. People really don't like women because we're awesome. Because they're, yeah. (laughs) yeah, It really did. Like, her town didn't like her because she's smart. Yeah. You know? And Gaston is like, you're going to be giving people ideas. You're getting ideas in your head that you shouldn't have. And to her credit, she was she literally kicks him out the door. Like she literally pushes him out of her house. She when he comes tries. To I'm like, girl, don't invite Gaston into <laughs> your house. Well, he pushes his way in. I know, but like it's just. Well, you see, she looks out the peephole. You see the fucking Gaston bug eye. I'd be like, I'm not home. <laughs> it bye. Is, it is a fuck politeness moment. Yo, yeah, it true. is fuck because he's he's rapey. He's so rapey. He, he is. And he's, he's like a monster beast. Yeah. yeah, he's well. I mean, and that's the whole thing is that he's the true beast in the movie, not the beast. That's right. the symbolism. Yeah, that's the symbolism there. is that he's the most insidious of the Disney villains because he, we all know one. He's he's yeah. a fucking bro. He's yeah. like a he's a frat bro. He's the major. He's like <laughs> he is. the OG Disney fuckboy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But so you have to give her props for having her own agency and not just saying yes to any old prince who comes along or any old man. Who of comes course, along. but also. Look at the way that the beast behaves in the Absolutely. beginning of the movie. His anger issues are ridiculous. He's a man and child. Yes, he oh, is. Man-child. But he but not only that, he's scary. Like he's mm-hmm. genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. And for me, they're like, oh, you can teach men to change. You can teach people to change, and they're not going to be angry and blow up at you another time. How do we know five years down the line, the Beast isn't going to have a bad day and beat her up? Five minutes just beat his wife or baby mama. And that's exactly. not, I mean, it, that's what happens times. all the time. And I do think that that is a problem with society, is that girls have been told that you can change a man, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like that, Just because he's angry right now, you can make him better. And no. I think most women have done that. Like, they've yeah. tried to, like, Oh, I could change him. Yeah. yeah, or he's angry because he loves you. He does this because mm, right. he loves you. He's possessive you. because he loves you so much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and she does change him. She, you know, helps him see that he wants to be a good person. But to me, like, I feel like the message behind it is still saying so much mm-hmm. that is kind of scary. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Relationships with the right. beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who literally locks you in a, in a cage. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, don't go in the West Wing and stay in your room and rest. <laughs> Stop. Horrible. But mad again. He's just a damaged human he's being. He's so damaged. Like, he he's don't the, understand. the bad boy. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's sarcasm. Very much so. I mean, man. Also, so I still love Beauty and the Beast, but yeah. I I have a love hate relationship with Beauty and the Beast. I really really loved it when I was a little girl, and for my fourth birthday, my aunt, who's also my godmother, got me tickets to go see Beauty and the Beast in Minneapolis on mm-hmm. on stage. I love it. And I went, and we had like really close seats, and it was amazing. I ran out screaming during the first scene when the, when the Enchantress came out. Oh, God. <laughs> it scared me so bad, and I remember this so vividly. The ushers bribing me with bouncy balls and slinkies to get me back into the theater. <laughs> yeah, because, right? Because my aunt spent so much money, and I was like, I'm not going back in there. And they're like, it's okay, Maddie. It's like, it's just a plate. Like, look, see, the Enchantress is gone. And I'm like, no. And, like, my aunt, every time I talk to her, she, like, still brings that story up. She's like, remember That's when 
shit is like, not cheap. I don't blame her. She's like, I just wasted so much money on and you. And I remember her dropping me off at home and just being like, my mom, like, oh, you're back so soon. She's like, yep. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> we sure are. I would have been like, if I was your aunt, I was like, is, is there like a daycare I can drop her <laughs> off at so like I can like, finish I watching? Watch it. <laughs> I want to finish watching. Oh man, I'm so sorry, Oppie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, I was just a scared little girl. What's next on our list here? Aladdin. Aladdin. Okay, hold on. Hold up. (laughs) Because Aladdin was my favorite growing up. I watched Aladdin over and over and over and over. I was obsessed. Like I said, I have a jasmine pin. I almost wore it. My favorite in the world. However, in doing research for this episode, because I think it's, I mean, arguably... Jasmine is also a very feminist Disney princess character, even though she's not the protagonist of the mm. film, which is unusual. But what I, about the end? No, that's not her. Oh, you mean the, like the harem situation? No, just the fact that she's like, I don't want to get married. I'm not a prize to be won. And then at the end, at the end of the day, she really just was a prize. That was well, won. no, 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 because she didn't say she didn't want to get married. She said she didn't she want to. She wanted to, to marry have... for love. But this right. is the and other she thing. Did. She married for love. But this is the thing. She was like, Dad. I don't want to get married for just anybody. I want to marry for love. And at the end, he changes the laws and says, yes, you can marry someone you love. Why couldn't he have changed the law to, like, you know, have some faith in his daughter and let her run the country when he passes away? Sure. Wow. Yes. But I think those are separate issues. Really? I don't think that he thought that deeply. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Right, but I I don't... Uh, yes, I but mean, if he I could just be, change the laws willy nilly, why couldn't he have just been like, okay, if this means you don't enough need to get married to you, at all, let me give you some time. Yeah, right. No, I agree with you. I'm I gonna agree. trust you to start ruling this country, and then if you find someone that you love, you can get married. No, I agree oh, with wow. you. Like I agree that that was the situation. Yeah. Like she should have definitely been allowed to rule the country on her own. However, I. I don't think she was opposed to marriage. I just think she was... Op- I think that whole, like, I'm not a prize to be one thing still holds true. Because Definitely. she didn't just marry any old person. And honestly, if, at the end of that movie, she didn't want to marry Aladdin. She probably still would have been like, fuck off. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, like, I think so. Because I think but that's again, her she also was like, oh, he's going to change, even though he lied to her the whole movie. It just well, makes me worry for her, you know? He li- I'm just looking out for <laughs> You're her. You're just looking out for her. He did lie to her in the beginning of the movie, and she came to terms with that. Um, <laughs> but, but he became himself at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He did become himself at the end, and she still agreed to marry him. You know, I don't yeah. know. To me, I'm just like, that That doesn't bother me as much as the, the highly racist <laughs> situation. Do you know the original song in the yeah, beginning? Yeah, I have it right here. Go for it, Keegan. So... Aladdin was so racist, which isn't, it's not that surprising. Well, he wasn't black. He was Egyptian. He was, well, we don't know because Agrabah is not a real place. Yeah, they say it might be somewhere like in India, but they're totally um, racist as far as talking about terrorism. Oh, snap. Well, okay. It's, let's unpack this. Okay. (laughs) I'm ready. Keegan, walk us through it. So, uh, so when it was written, it's based on whatever that was, Arabian Nights, which mm-hmm. was written by a white guy who is like European, and it was basically just a fantasy about about the East, so about the Orient, and also about like the Middle East. So Agrabah is basically just like a a weird like mashup of yeah. all these different places, and so it's it would make sense that it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not like accurate to any one place, but the original lyrics to the song um, Arabian Nights go like this. Oh, I come from a land, from a faraway place where the caravan camels roam. Okay, we're good. Same as always. 
where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. Shit. <laughs> Those were the original lines, yeah. and they had to revise them because people were pissed. What? And so now it reads, if you, if you listen or you watch Aladdin now, it will say, and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. They took oh, that line no. out. And I pulled this from, what article did I pull this from? It's Bitch Magazine written by Aditi Natasha Keeney. And it says, let's not forget that at the time, Disney was known for making stories just about white people and marketed Aladdin to people of all races in its biggest ethnic marketing campaign ever, selling the film to black and Hispanic children in the US. Disney thus conceives brown as a monolith that could encompass Middle Eastern, South Asian, black and Latinx experiences. So a brown story could appeal and represent all shades of skin, making representation yet another careless rendition of the other. So basically they're just saying like, hey, we and it worked. It worked on me. Like I loved Jasmine because I'm like, she's brown. She kind of looks like me. Yeah. It totally worked right. on me. But that's such, it's such a indication of how little we were given. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You know, like, like where they were just, just like, it. here, they were pushing it on like right. black and Latino families, even uh-huh. though this was, didn't represent us at all. It wasn't right. about no, exactly. our culture. But at least it wasn't a white woman. Yeah, exactly. And they also mispronounce Arab words in the movie. They also depict scribble instead of Arabic writing in the movie. What? Yeah. So they just reinforce, like, a lot of Islamophobic tropes. Like, Aladdin and Jasmine have more European features, where Jafar has more of, like, a hook nose. Yes, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jafar's physical appearance is completely different than everybody else in the Mm -hmm. movie. And he's the scary guy. So you see that, and you immediately think of somebody who's sinister and evil. Mm. Right, and, like, the only other people who have very, like, Middle Eastern features are like shopkeepers or like people who are like poor in the city like yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) what is going on i know i know it's funny because like you watch these movies and you think of all the great things and that's why we call them problematic babes because i'm not still love it i want to do like doing research i'm like i want to rewatch all the disney movies again and i've seen them a million times i'm such a disney movie nerd but it's like but it is still good to look at what you're watching and kind of analyze it so you can (laughs) understand fully about what it was like during the time it was made. Right. The mistakes that they made, because that's the only way that we can improve things in the future is to be hypercritical of these things. Yeah, it's not saying that we think that you shouldn't like Disney movies. We love Disney movies. I will never stop loving... And by the way, we're not going to get into this on this episode... I will never stop loving Disney movies. I like going to Disneyland, but Disney is also kind of like an evil corporation. Yeah, it, we were, yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> like, it is. But so, I mean, it's just one of those things to be aware of. As feminists, I tell you all the time about that Onion article. There was an Onion article that was like, feminist turns off brain for half an hour to enjoy TV show. Because it's like, if we didn't turn our brains <laughs> off for like five seconds, yeah. we would never enjoy anything. You would Seriously. have nothing. I no. would be mad about everything in the world. Yeah. yeah. So you have to kind of of like decide what you're going to allow right exactly (laughs) and allow that or else you're going to go insane yeah and try to think of things objectively yeah should we talk about our girl mulan oh yes i know she's a badass love her so much it's like actually kind of hard to find things that are problematic about her again it's kind of the guys in the movie that are they were shitty. yeah i mean it's like all the dudes were kind of shitty well no her dad too was also probably yeah you you have dishonored us you need to follow these gender stereotypes to find a husband to change yourself to get married so we know you're taken care of again the same kind of story as uh what were we talking about where they had to change themselves 
fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Mermaid? Little Mermaid? I don't remember. Could Moving be on. any of these, to be I honest. Know. I actually forgot to bring that up with Aladdin, where, like, while I think that Jasmine is very feminist, it is annoying to me that, like, she is basically ruled by, again, all the men in her life. Right. Yes. Like, her, her dad is, like... Her dad actually says, like, he doesn't just want her to get married because it's the law. He's like, I want someone who can take care take of care you. Take care of you. Yeah. What are the other women in the movie? Because I can't think of one. Mulan's? No, in oh. in Aladdin. There aren't any. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. That's it. There's like, there's it's the Jasmine. Harem, there's the harem girl. There's, like, the, like, side, like, townspeople. Yeah. There's yeah. the girl that goes, well, I think he's rather tasty. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Fun fact about Aladdin, I did a stage version of Aladdin, and a guy played that role. I love it! it That's so fantastic. I'm sorry, back to Mulan. Getting back to bending gender roles, Mulan. (laughs) She really was. She really shows us that gender is a social construct, that, you know, women can do everything that men can do. And um, I think that was really progressive for that, that time important for yeah. that time for sure i was obsessed with i was mulan. obsessed with that movie. i saw it twice <laughs> in theaters yeah like, I, think like, I, I, saw, I think it was about the same yeah mm-hmm. it's amazing and you know she's told in the beginning again that she must change so that a man will love her um and the only way she felt she could bring honor to her family is by dressing up like a man and fighting the huns she didn't feel that she could bring honor to her family just by being herself well, because she right? she wasn't she set up do what that she way. Had to do, man. Yeah, yeah, she did, and what she did was amazing. But she didn't feel that she would be enough. Unless right, well, true. It's because she wasn't set up to to honor her family the way that they needed they needed her to honor them in yes. that traditional like mm-hmm. setting. Because she tried. Right. She did the whole thing. She went. She tried to like be the perfect like mm-hmm. daughter yeah, she that did. she's supposed to be. It didn't work out. You know, like it's just not who she was. Yep. So dang. This well, is and really he crazy, and then Li Shang also kind of like. <laughs> He makes fun of the men in her troop for kind of being too ladylike, too yeah, feminine, too, weak. too feminine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like women can't be enough to fight in a war. While Mulan's like, hey, suck it. Right. Like, and this movie is like a lot of the dialogue in this movie is crazy sexist. Like, I know that they did it on purpose to show like the counter, you know, yes. position of views. Whenever she finally was like, hey, I've been a girl all along. Like, right. I know it was deliberate, but still, like, it is. Highly, like a lot of. Yeah. The, but isn't it like that in their culture anyway? Though they take the boys more seriously. Oh, than absolutely. The girls. Yeah. Even even now in Chinese culture. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's definitely. A, that which is, is the why the fact. I mean, Mulan is a true story. This is, is a girl that really did go out and fight as a man for her country, and it's amazing that that actually happened and that someone mm-hmm. chose to defy her way of life. Like you were saying, that is the way that it was and still can be. I think I'm not an expert, but. The you real know. life version is coming out soon. What? They're yeah, going to do the, live, the action live action Mulan, what? just like they did with like Beauty and the Beast. They're doing a live action Mulan. And it's been under a lot of scrutiny because at first they thought that um, they weren't going to cast Asian leads and yeah. people freaked out, but they did, They ca- which they should have. Right. Yeah. They did cast um, Chinese leads, but they took Lee Shang out of it. Like Why? he's... N- Okay, there's a theory about this. The theory is that they took Li Shang out of it because there's an idea that Li Shang is bisexual. What because, does that have to do with anything? Because he falls in love. Because I don't. I don't because there was so much backlash or when they had a sexual. Maybe, yeah. Because he Wouldn't there that was be so a much great thing though. To well, show? but there was so much backlash in Beauty and the Beast when um, La Fu was like openly gay in Beauty and the Beast. Whoa, People didn't go symbolic. to see it. 
Did so, you, did you see the live action? Gay? Yes, did you see the live action Beauty and the Beast? No. He was but, like in oh, love with Gaston. He yeah. was in love with what? Gaston. With Gaston. Oh. And yeah. then in the end, he's dancing, he's ballroom dancing with a man. In the yeah. end. And so watch there were there were groups awesome. who straight didn't go. Like there were lots of like Oh Yeah, watch <laughs> Are it. Are you serious? It's such, and they that like, it's a really good movie. They did such a, a beautiful job with it. Yeah. So people were probably pissed. They were. They were. <laughs> it was a huge deal. And I think that that's why they've they've done this. So they took Lee Shang out of the live action and they've put in a different character that she falls in love with, who's kinda he seems like a dick. Like he's but like But then wouldn't that st- wouldn't that other character still be under scrutiny because she was supposed to be a man? No, because because he doesn't fall in love with her until after he he sees that she's a woman. Mm. Like because they're in competition together. Like he's like he sounds like a real dick. He's like a misogynistic guy who's just like I want to be the best at everything, alpha male. And so he hates Ping because Ping is like one upping him on everything. He's like a fellow like guy. I don't approve. I don't approve either. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like. Why it. not? I feel like, but that's the whole thing where that controversy actually helps sell things a lot of times so like wouldn't bringing that kind of controversy actually be good i'm surprised at disney because they have been moving in such a more progressive way that i'm very surprised that they would do that but um but anyway so mulan risks her life for countless men throughout the film which i think Mm -hmm. is amazing she obviously risks her life for her dad she saves lee shang's life even though right after she she saves his life risks her own life then right after he walks in and is like are you okay and then he's like oh my god boobs you're a woman (laughs) yeah and then he's pissed and he leaves her in like the fucking snow on the side of a mountain and he's He's... like you're welcome for not killing you right now yeah for what because i'm a girl (laughs) because he wanted he was gonna chop off her head right because like oh right right, right. and he is like a life for a life you saved my life so we're even and i'm like what the fuck you just left her on a mountain she just (laughs) saved your life (laughs) yeah Yeah. and she risked her life for the emperor who seems to be the only guy in the film who like from the word go was like it's cool that you're a chick yeah (laughs) exactly the emperor was the only one who knew it was up this is another movie 25 percent dialogue Oh, Mulan? Yep. Well, yeah, because it's mostly men. Yep. Exactly. Well, should we move on to another feminist hero of mine? Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Oh! Pocahontas yep. was the first <laughs> movie that I remember seeing in the theaters. The tree. Because that came out in like 1995, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I saw it in theaters. I have a picture on my Instagram of me at five with a Pocahontas sweatsuit. Yes, girl, you're all And in shoes. There. I yes. had Pocahontas shoes, too. I had the cutest Pocahontas swimsuit. It had pink, like, fringe kind mm-hmm. of on it. <gasps> I had that same... Sw- no, I, I had the Lion King one, sorry. Oh, okay. No, sorry. I have a friend who legit had the same one that I did when I was little. We saw pictures and we're like, what the fuck? I had the Lion King one that had Nala on it and the fringe. Yeah, yes. I had a Pocahontas-themed birthday party when I was, like three or four and I have this hilarious video so I'm in my Pocahontas dress and I'm like opening my gifts and I someone gives me like another princess dress because I loved playing dress up of course so I take my Pocahontas dress off in front of my entire yes. preschool class <laughs> oh my god yes my house and then just decide not to put the other princess dress off so I'm literally naked in my underwear just you my underwear you. Feminist. And my, yeah. mom, my mom is like, Maddie, want to put a dress on? I'm like, no. And I'm just naked the rest of the party, just chilling. Yes. Some kids are naked kids. I Listen, was a, I was a naked kid. Yeah. 
100%. I wasn't. I loved clothes actually, but like Mm-mm. a lot, like my little brothers were naked kids. Like, yeah, just, like, I loved it. Naked. I didn't wear a swimsuit in my lake growing up because I was like, you don't wear a swimsuit in the bathtub. Like, oh, why snap. would I no, wear we a gotta, swimsuit in the we lake? We gotta suit up in the lake. I, that's how oh, I no. do it too. Even though I realize it offers very little protection, but like I feel like oh, I need that gee. barrier. Like I need that oh, layer. <laughs> A lake is dirty. It's I was dirty. like, I was a baby. No, I'm Dear just Lord. saying. I'm just saying. Like. Although I do love skinny dipping. I'm not going to lie. That's oh, my gee. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Now it scares me. I'm like, fuck, I'm not getting that shit. You're my vagina. They just grow in there. I just don't. Ah, stop. stop it. I'm just saying. <laughs> the visual. You can. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. That's the stuff that nightmares are made of. Well, okay. So for Pocahontas, again, is a real person. Right, okay, so while the movie Pocahontas is highly problematic for many reasons, I think it totally reinforces this idea of, like, a noble savage and, like, yes, noble a, and savage. like you know, the others. But that's the just, thing like, is vicious. that you're either noble or you're a savage if you're a Native American. They no, that's don't... what I'm saying. Like, it's totally not okay to have yeah. that kind of, like, this is all you can be. You're mm-hmm. in column A or you're in column B. Yes. Right. And... And they've definitely whitewashed it, too. Oh, God, Because they wanted Mm -hmm. to make the white people look like they weren't so bad. They were horrible. They were horrible. John Smith himself actually wasn't that bad, but there was also... Well, okay. He was. He knew what he was going to do. I say relatively wasn't that bad (laughs) for, like, the time period, meaning that he did try to, like, understand the tribes. Yeah. But... Also, there was no romance. Like, that is something that bothers <laughs> right. me. They, right. they penciled in a romance between those two that didn't need to exist. Yeah. Mm. Um, they mm. gave her a romantic storyline where I feel like what she did was already so brave and wonderful right. that you didn't need to do that. Exactly. I mean, I think that a friendship would have sufficed. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. I mean, same. her song, The Colors of the Wind, is like... Beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, man. Just around the river bend? Yeah. Yes. But the lyrics and colors of the wind are amazing. It's yeah. like, you think the only people who are people are the people who look and think like you. Yeah. Oh my God, stop right? my heart. I know, right. I'm tearing up right now. It's like, oh. It's like that message for children I think is so important because Seriously. it's like, you know, when you meet someone who's different than you, you don't automatically judge them. You're mm. like, oh, I need to learn about this person before right. I make a judgment. Right, and just because the way that you were raised is the way that you were raised doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Like, there's mm-hmm. all different kinds of ways that all different kinds of people live their lives. And yeah. And, you know, it's not to say that one is right or, you know, one is wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but also, she, we continue this theme of her not wanting to marry who she was set up to marry, which yep. um, can we also just address? When I was a kid, 100% John Smith. As an adult, though, look back <laughs> at Cocoam. You're like, yeah. <laughs> he was hot. Excuse you are funny. Yeah, right? Like, I know, like, you just shouldn't marry who you're, like, who you're set up with, but I'm just saying, right. Cocoam was really, Maybe really Maybe you should have gotten to know him a little bit. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he was great. Qualities. He could have had some really good ideas. Because <laughs> he flamed. You didn't give him a chance. Then he died. <laughs> She didn't have a chance to give anybody else a chance. I know. John Smith just came in with his, like, Mel Gibson voice (laughs) and just wrecked shit. I mean, that's problematic in general. Just Mel Gibson and... mm, Yeah, mm. but, I mean, we didn't know. We didn't know back then. We didn't know yet. But the one thing that really stands out to me about Pocahontas is the ending. Because Mm -hmm. as as a child, again, I had ideas. I was like, John Smith's a shit. 
You should go with John Smith. And she didn't choose to go with him. And mm-hmm. that's surprising in so a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's totally surprising because usually the women, when given the chance, they're like, peace on all my responsibilities. I'm going to go hang out with this guy. But she realized that her, her people needed her more. Yeah. But I remember people made it seem like that was a bad choice that she didn't yeah. go with John Smith. Well, that's what I thought. When I was a kid, I was just like, I would have gone. What are you doing? Oh, right. Yeah. Go, to, go to England. Do, yeah. do the damn Drink thing. Drink tea. Yeah, have eat, fun. Eat crumpets. Yeah. Eat crumpets. Live that life. Well, there's a movie, there's a, a Pocahontas 2, where she's it. with John Rolfe, and then he like changes her, and it's this whole thing. So we're not going to get into that. We're yeah, just I say we don't focus one. on the sequels, but John Rolfe is who Pocahontas married in, in real life. Yeah. IRL. Uh, the next one I have is Princess and the Frog. Okie dokie. So um, the thing that's weird about Princess and the Frog is that the race of Prince Naveen is never determined. Right. And that was and a big deal. And the actor isn't is Brazilian. black either. He's is Brazilian. Brazilian. So mm. it's like, People we'll, have a black, about that. we'll have a black princess, but we won't have her fall in love with a black man. It's right. Ridiculous. It was, it was, people were very upset about that. Like that he, I mean, and Disney said that he is black. They were like, he's black. He's just lighter skinned. Then don't cast then a Brazilian actor. Right. But you cast <laughs> a Brazilian actor. Right. And so the like kind of ethnic ambiguity of him was a real issue for people, mm-hmm. um, which I do understand. Like for the first black Disney princess, you can't give her a black prince. Why not? You know, and especially since you you have him coming from a totally made up place, so yeah. if you M- Moldovia. So if you <laughs> wanted him to come from like, if you didn't want him to come from a real place, you could have made up an African nation, true mm-hmm. Wakanda, Wakanda. It, you know, like yeah. But of course, I was so hyped for Princess <laughs> and the Frog, right? Yeah. Like, right. it was like a huge. It was a deal. It was a huge deal. Like you finally felt like you were getting like some kind of like representation. Also, my grandparents being from my dad's family being from New Orleans, I was like, word, mm. let's do this. I can't yeah. wait. And I love Tiana because she is the first Disney princess with a job. Yeah. Like yeah. she has a job. Multiple jobs. She has a job. She has right. multiple She's jobs. She's her own money. Girl, yeah. this is like, that's, I have that written down. All of her money belongs to her and only her. Mm-hmm. She has a goal. She knows what's up. And she, she wasn't going to marry him for the money either no, like at she all. digs her prince out of financial trouble yeah. yeah he's broke and she's like i got some money i'm gonna start a restaurant let's start a family business and i'll help you out yeah yeah and even though he's kind of an idiot playboy yes. throughout the film there are like overtones of teamwork and equality in their relationship their relationship does seem pretty healthy even though in the beginning you're like you're too good for him Tiana. <laughs> yeah don't do it um my one real gripe about that movie is that she is a frog for like 95 percent of it <laughs> yeah which is just like we get your first black disney princess and she's not she's even not black even for most black. of it she's, she's green <laughs> yeah but i will say they did a really good job at showing like racial disparity mm-hmm. Because her best friend was like that white, white like plantation owner's oh, daughter. God, my soul. I know, yeah. and, but like it was really good because you showed it was accurate to how huge of a racial disparity, like wage gap situation, was happening between right. the races, especially at that time. And there was also really positive black male role models. Her dad. Yes. Right. Oh, her dad. Her dad was a wonderful black role model who was one present, 
which yeah. like there's always a stereotype well, that I was black men are say, present. That's a big stereotype of black fathers mm-hmm. not, They're not always present. being that great. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was a good dad. He like read her stories right. and and built her up and supported her mm-hmm. in her dreams. And it was a depiction of a black man at home cooking gumbo, having dinner ready for his wife who worked all day. Yes, yep. which Come is on. like amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that movie, I know people like some people really like it. Some people really don't like it. All I will forever like it. Kind of bored by it. I love. I it. loved it. The I music. The jazz, like almost there. Yes, voice come through. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Next one I got here is Tangled, and. So, are you a Tangled fan? I are like you a Tangled. Rapunzel Tangled fan? was a good one. I that love Rapunzel because I played Rapunzel in Into the Woods. Oh, yeah, So, yeah, okay. I have... Soft spot in your heart. I have Punzi love. <laughs> um, so, have you heard the whole thing about the ambiguous Disney titles? No. no. They are saying that the reason that Princess and the Frog maybe didn't do so well in the box office is because it had the word princess in it. And it was geared toward women. Okay. So, for the next... Three movies we're going to be talking about, Tangled, Brave, and Frozen, there is a common mm-hmm. theme. Wow. It is an ambiguous, single adjective title, mm. and mm. there's also something that they do with the trailers that's really interesting. Interesting. I didn't look into any of this. Tell yeah, me. I read a whole thing, and I'm like nitpicking everything that I was watching that was Disney after this now. So, the trailer for Tangled, they create this prince character... Flynn Rider, Eugene, what's his face, whatever. And he is the only person to be seen in the trailer. He is telling Rapunzel's story in the trailer. Oh, you're right. You do not see Rapunzel. You're right. And then it says Tangled at the end. I remember being like, isn't this a Rapunzel movie? Right, Rapunzel. It doesn't show her at all. Rude. In in Brave, it is a Scottish man who is talking about duty during the trailer, which is almost line for line Merida's monologue at the end of the movie. So he basically took her lines I'm and highly said offended. it in the trailer. And in Frozen, they don't show the sisters at all. Oh, come they on. show the reindeer and Olaf. They show Sven and Olaf, and that is it. And they show a cute little rendezvous in the snow. Mm. That's it. Huh. I'm very offended. Yes, because they wanted to have a bigger audience. Did it what? work? Hell yes, it worked. I bet it did, yep. I mean, Brave what? wasn't a huge success, which I think is a travesty because it's, it's she's such one a of my movie. favorite Disney princesses now. Yeah. And Rapunzel did so great. And mm-hmm. Frozen, we all know yeah, Frozen blew, up. blew the fuck up. For yeah. everyone, boys and girls loved it, you know? And that was their very purposeful marketing technique that they did because they were like we can't have this happen anymore to our corporation we need to start bringing some boys in so that's that's what happened and they did kind of create this male character to save Rapunzel in a way which is kind of true to the original story in a bit but can I just say two words and those two words are frying pan I know she armed herself what a symbol that is a kitchen object she is taking a like a symbolism, like, like, yeah, a symbol of, like, domestic yes, work. Yes, domestic woman kitchen item, and she beats a man with it. Yeah. That's amazing. She protects her castle, I literally. I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. We're the same person. We like to knit and paint and sing, and it's yeah. great. I, I didn't see Tangled until last year, I think. <gasps> I didn't see it when it came out. I know. I don't know why. You I was guys. just, like, I wasn't, the, the story of Rapunzel never really, like, struck me. Like, it didn't, like, hit me as something that I 
loved growing up. You yeah. know what I mean? But I did actually really, really enjoy the movie. It's I mean, so again, good. we have this this stereotype of pitting the older woman against the younger yes. woman. Um, but you have the older, beautiful woman against the younger, beautiful woman. Because yeah. although she's using Rapunzel's hair to stay young and beautiful, she is beautiful. Yes. She's not like an... Like, so often I think they're like ugly villains, you know, Ursula's. Mm. True. Have you heard about the Tangled TV show? Whoa, no. no. Okay. There's a Tangled TV show, and it's actually, like, super dope. And they have, like, a movie beforehand that kind of, like, eased you into the TV show. And in said movie, Flynn proposes, and she says no. Oh! <gasps> All right. Shocking. Yeah. She says no. Through. Flynn proposes in front of royal court. Rapunzel says no and hightails it out of there. Why? Why'd she say no? Because, she well, here, just keep it. <laughs> She's like, I'm not ready. Can we just date for a while? Pretty money. much. Can Listen, we move in? She was in captive. She was in captivity for her whole life. Like, she, bitch doesn't even wear shoes yet. Don't That's ask true. her to, be, to marry you. Like, <laughs> she's straight up the quiet placing it through that entire She's in the second place. Right? <laughs> so Rapunzel explains to Eugene that she's not ready to be tied down yet. Those are the exact things that she says. Mm. And he apologizes for oh. putting her on the spot in front of everyone. <gasps> and he says, I don't quite understand why you said no, but I promise to do everything I can until I do. Oh, wow. Aww, he respects her. And she says to Eugene, please be patient with me. And Aww. he accepts it. Aww. He completely accepts it. And that, I think, is amazing. So it's real, too. It's, it's like real. real. And she just basically is saying, I'm not ready to be tied down yet. I'm not ready for this. My life has taken such a turn. And he's like, whoa, I'm sorry. I didn't even think of that. You're right. I'll give you all the time you need. Just know that I love you in the meantime. And I think that's amazing. That's, and that's beautiful. That's real. Amazing. That's what a real, healthy relationship should be. True. So I I love him too. I in the movie I was so so. In the TV show I'm like I'm a fan. Yeah, in the movie so so yeah. for me too. I'm just yeah. like eh, I don't quite get it. Like yeah. I don't quite get it. But that's the same with a lot of these Disney princes where I'm like I don't. I you get could do it. better. Yeah, I'm like you, <laughs> you could do, do better. better. Like you just haven't been exposed to the world long enough to know that you can do better. <laughs> she saves him in the end too, which I yeah. think is great. Yeah, this like, is where we start seeing a flip. I wrote in my notes that there's really like a pre Mulan and a post Mulan Disney. Yeah, where like that was kind of where you see some feminist overtones in like Beauty and the Beast and a little bit in in Little Mermaid. It really comes into its own post Mulan. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. And I think agree. it's because Mulan did so damn well. Like, Mulan did so... It broke records at the time, I think. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And um, do you have anything else that you want to say about Tangle? I don't. Okay, because I was going to move on to Brave. Again, Great. it's an ambiguous title. The trailer is problematic. What's amazing is she denies a suitor. They're like, they give her a lineup of men, and she's like, no thanks. Right. And she rejects stereotypical gender roles. Yep. She likes to hunt, and she likes to spend time doing outdoorsy shit. And, and she she's loud to- and clumsy and... You know, kind of shows a, a fully, fully thought out female character. And I want to say that this is also one of the first times where we see her body type not be That's quite as stereotypical, like thin, thin, thin. And her hair is crazy. It's not like perfectly tamed, and I mean, it's beautiful curls. Right. Yes, but still, like curly hair has a certain connotation attached yes. to it, and like they went for that, which is yeah. amazing. Well, and her curly hair too, I kind of feel like is symbolic because she is very untamable. Her hair is kind of like we talked about in our hair episode. Yeah, curly hair is seen as untamable, right? And unruly, but in in her case, those words are kind of for fitting her, in for her, her advantage and fitting. yeah. And when she fucks up, like. 
royally fucks up not to like bring in like a pun but but i also kind of love puns so she fucks up and then she she fixes it herself like she doesn't have anyone come in she makes a huge mistake and then she deals with her mistake herself yep um, which is amazing. And at the end, after it's all said and done, she remains single. Because <laughs> yeah. so often you see this happen where they reject, you know, just like Jasmine, where they reject the idea of being married off, mm, but then they right. end up being married anyway to who they wanted to be married to. Right. She didn't want to be married at all. So she was kind of like, cool, I'm just going to be alone. And it was bomb at the end of that movie. So yeah. Brave is great. Yeah, Brave, I if you haven't seen it because it's not very popular... Watch it. Love it. So it's good. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. The music is fantastic. I love that movie so mm-hmm. much. Uh, should we talk about Frozen? Sure. Okay. So, Kristoff, I didn't know was going to be problematic. Boy, he is basically that annoying guy that complains about being in the friend zone all the time. Yeah. If you think about it. Because sure. he's like, oh, she loves someone else. Oh, but I think she's kind of pretty. But I'm going to stick around with her because maybe she'll change her mind. Yeah, which she does. But, but I also find Anna to be problematic in that same like that same disney princess but way she where learns just like, because elsa is like you can't marry someone you just met and she's like well, i'm gonna run away and bleh. but then elsa is kind of the voice of reason and in the end the movie isn't about the love between a man and a woman it's about the love between sisters that yeah absolutely lives. like it, it the focal point of it is not a romantic focal point but if i had to judge which one i mean elsa is like a feminist badass bitch elsa is amazing i really hope they they're thinking about making elsa a lesbian i know <laughs> I, I saw the hashtag give elsa a girlfriend right yeah. i hope i mean i don't know if it's gonna happen because disney but yeah. we'll see and she really she's an outsider that no one understands she's been held in captivity she's been told her whole life conceal don't feel yeah. don't let it show can what we the talk fuck? about how shitty her parents were they're the <laughs> worst they locked her in a room like that's yeah. how you deal with your kid who has a disability and then her other sister is so sad because she's like i want to play with my big sister and they're like nope and they don't give nope. her a reason they don't communicate with their kids no. at all it's they think, she thinks that her big sister hates her yeah no her parents are shit they're the worst and then they die and they're like what the fuck are we supposed to do but but also like anna i know that you haven't been exposed it's to anna. the oh, whatever like i know you haven't been exposed to the world that much but like don't just jump in it with but some she guy wanted you just to met. get out of her world it's sorry the same as Ariel. Don't, don't use a man to do that don't she, use a man to no, do that no i'm not saying it's right and she doesn't in the end they i don't just, know you're getting very heated right now i think you're turning red you're turning red no i love frozen i love frozen i was obsessed i watched it a lot anna is flawed but that's why she has elsa to keep her in check you're Mm. still gonna meet boy crazy girls and you need someone in your life that's like girl take a step back Mm. and that's who that character is if she was by herself this movie would be a mess but she has elsa well and she just wants to save her sister they did need each other yeah they balance each other out that's true fair enough Thank you. God damn. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like it, with the movie, you don't know that it's going to be about this great sisterly love because they're like, look at the funny snowman. And that's all they <laughs> right. wanted to show. And that's what got people to go see the movie, which is great. But it was kind of and like. And it broke all the records. It broke yeah, all the records. Did. But tell me about what the movie's going to be about. For True. Real. Don't but just... you know what? If it gets people into. I, I mean, it sucks that it's that way, but also if that's what works, I'm like, I get it. From like mm-hmm. a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. I understand. Yep. Um, all right, do we, do we want to move on to Moana? Moana. I watched Moana I this morning. This movie, oh my god. Isn't it the best? 
it's I, oh my god, I it's watched so spiritual. it this morning. I love this movie. I cried. That's a I great movie. Cried. I cried when I watched. Wow. My I cried too. I didn't want to cry. Yeah, oh. my boyfriend is obsessed with this movie. It's he so loves amazing. Moana. Like, wow. Sings all at the, the songs. At the end, whenever she's like returning, when the the sea opens up and she's yeah. returning oh the god. heart, I cried. I am Moana. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> it's um, so spiritual. Ugh, but man. Moana is. She is super progressive because one, she has a realistic body type. Yep. Yes, like it's the it's the first. I mean, we had it with Brave, but really with Moana, she has a realistic body type. She doesn't have the typical. She's short. Right. She's she's got a very like normal looking. So body adorable. Type. She's so she, cute. Isn't she? She's oh, the she's best. so cute. Her sidekick. This is what I wrote. Her sidekick Maui proves to be an arrogant, insecure man child <laughs> who lacks half of the bravery. That Moana possesses, which is true. She yeah. has to talk him off a ledge. I'm like, you're like thousands of years old, dude. Like, get <laughs> yeah. your shit together. And he thinks true. his power is in his, like, hook. Yeah. But what I think is great that this young girl teaches this man, you can change your ways. You don't have to believe that your power is in this inanimate mm. object. Your mm. power is within yourself. She totally shirks the idea of being called a princess. Yep. She's she says like, it. She's like, yeah. I am not a princess. She's like, I'm the chief's daughter. I'm not a princess. And so it really, it really like illustrates how she is neither a damsel nor mm-hmm. is she in distress. Like she's mm-hmm. completely you, in like, control. She tells you how to come at her. She tells mm-hmm. you how to treat her. Yeah. Exactly. She doesn't take anything less than what she feels she deserves. And she asks herself how far she can go. Not possible. Pondering what she will do after her chief father inevitably passes away. Mm. That's something we see so often. The father saying, I want you to be taken care of, yada, yada, yada. That's not even a question for her. She's like, what boundaries can I push? Mm. How can I be better from when I am a leader? Right. Right. It's very unique in that also the idea of marriage isn't brought up at all. Mm -hmm. Like there are no princes, but it's also like they don't even talk to her about getting married. Like it's not the point of the movie in any way, shape, or form. They just don't want her to go in the water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. They're like, can't go past this point. And she's like, why? Now, I will say this. So, I love Moana. Moana's amazing. It's a great movie. One of the most valid concerns that I have heard from people about Moana is um, Pacific Islanders, in Mm -hmm. general, have a problem with Moana because they lump all of the Pacific Island cultures into one and kind of present it as like yeah. one thing, which is very problematic. They do people do the same thing with Africa where they think of Africa yeah. as like this monolith of like one now, people. Now they think it's Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean Africa's enormous and it yeah. encompasses a lot of different people and cultures and the same thing with Pacific Islander cultures where there are so many of them and they're so complicated. And so I know a lot of people had a problem with a lot of folklore being taken and then kind of mishmashed in like things that are kind of sacred to them being kind of taken and like mishmashed together. And the Disney Corporation does some real shady shit to the natives in Hawaii with their Aulani like um, resort. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll get into that in another episode when we talk about kind of like evil corporation corporation aspects of it. But so people from Hawaii were kind of like, "Mm." you know, like it's cool that you gave us a princess kind (laughs) of, but it's also like, could you maybe do good things for the actual living native Hawaiians who live here? Um, so I mean that's kind of that kind of covers most of the recent like princess movies. Yeah, man, I had notes for days on yeah. like everything. So we were like, we gotta condense this yeah. into just princesses, or else this episode's gonna be like five hours long. Yeah, I do have a couple of other things that we can kind of wrap it up with. So let me see. They wanted to try and see 
whether watching princess movies had any effect on body image for girls. Yeah. Because it's, studies have proven that media does impact body image dissatisfaction in girls seven and up. Yep. Which is, and there was another study done specifically focusing on the impact of Disney princesses in relation to body image on girls six and younger. So three to six. Um, so they took 21 girls, ages three to six, and showed them princess clips, and then the other half, they showed other TV programming. So like uh, Dora the Explorer, Clifford, um, Dragon Tales, etc. Then they showed the girls pictures of thin girls in ballerina costumes and heavier girls in ballerina costumes, and asked, asked which was more princess-like, and then asked them about their own body image. 31 said they always worried about being fat. 18% said they sometimes worried about being fat. Three to, three to six. Ages three to six. six. Yeah. Worries about even, this. Uh, what is fat? Why should they even be thinking about like, it? What? I know. Yeah. Um, half of the girls desired a thinner ideal figure compared to their current size. When they a- were asked to pick the real princesses, half of the girls picked the thinnest figure. Wow. The good news is that the measures weren't affected by the princess videos. The girls who watched the princess clips were not any more likely to pick the thinner figure than, um, or to hate their own bodies. But the bad news is, that means that our society is just fucked. Like, what, fuck? it's like, like, what is that? Yeah, it doesn't matter what we're showing them because they're getting ideas, ideas from well, the media. Well, because the U.S. has such a diet culture that we are definitely going to have an entire episode about. We could probably have multiple episodes about the diet culture and body image in our culture. Mm. Um, it's... It's horrible. I mean, mental before it gets to diet, though. It is. It is. It's the way. It's the way that we see ourselves. We're telling three year olds they're fat, or or we're telling ourselves. I think for me, it was so much hearing adult women around me talking about how they were fat. They were fat. Do I look fat? Like moms do it. Like yeah, do I look fat in this? Yeah, exactly. Or like look at themselves in the mirror and the way they you know hold their stomachs or things like that. Yeah, right. The language that they use. I think I was maybe my mom actually got really mad at me one time. Not. I think she was more upset with herself, but it it felt like she was very mad at me because I think I was like seven, maybe like six or seven. And we had all of our family over and I was skinny. I was like a beanpole kid. And I was sitting on the floor and I was like this, like I was like hunched over a little bit. So you have that skin roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a skin roll. And I grabbed my skin roll in front of like everyone who was there. And I, I like pulled on it and I, I was like, oh, look at all this fat. I'm so fat. And my mom was upset and I thought she was mad at me. But looking yeah. back, I'm just like, I'm imagining that she was probably pretty heartbroken. Uh, that at well, that because age, maybe your mom did that. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And maybe she's like, what the fuck did I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's something that I think is, um, maybe that would be a great kind of mother time episode to mm-hmm. to do because for a lot of listeners for those of you who don't know I've dealt with eating disorders a lot in my life wow. and yeah I'm I've been a recovered anorexic for years and so for me you know I've done a lot of reading and studying about these things especially how mothers um affect their daughters and also how you know different movies and tv shows have affected them as well Mm -hmm. i think it's great that in this study that they weren't as affected by it but i know that when i was starting to be conscious about my body anytime i saw someone thinner than me right that was all i would think about of course you know like if i saw ariel i would be like god i'm never gonna look like because it was so unrealistic like ariel and jasmine in particular their waists were so tiny and then they have big boobs and i'm like that's not gonna happen to me people people that don't even have well and disney also has like 
one formula for women and like 20 for men for the way they mm. animate. They, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll post the photo. It's crazy it's how like different Ken they are. like Ken and Barbie. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't even know how long we've been going on because Jesse's looking at the time and I'm not. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, the only other thing that I had to talk about really was the reinforcement of gender roles, which I think Disney is getting a lot better about. But I just, you know, well, actually... Mind. We're gonna have a whole nother episode about how racist Disney is, but we'll have a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I had a whole another like six pages. Yeah, of notes there's on there's racism. a lot more about that. But as far as the reason why people are concerned about gender roles in Disney movies is because prior to the age of five, studies have proven, science has proven that kids don't assign themselves a gender. Like oh they my don't God. they don't know. So we're sitting huh. kids in front of the TV to watch these things and the gender is being decided for them. Because right, they're right. seeing female characters are princesses uh-huh. and male characters are, you know, warriors right. and they save the princess. And so that's always been the concern with yeah. gender roles. But I think that's coming around with Disney. Well wow. you know what I love is that a boy I used to babysit for loves dressing up in princess dresses. Oh, wow. But also loves to play soccer and flirt with girls. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He's like four years old and he is... it's great. Like gender just is a very, social is, is a social it construct. Definitely yeah. is, and that's not going to be every boy or every girl who bends those gender norms, which is fine. But I think it's that's a really great example to me of when parents are kind of like there to help that child Open. explore their mm-hmm. gender identity and same. Yeah, I, I agree. think it's really great. I hope that I'm going to be a parent like that. Same. Me too. So. Well, this was a fun episode, I thought. Yeah, this was crazy. You guys are dope. There's and there's so much to know about Disney. Like I said, I called Madigan yesterday because I was like, I think this might have been a bigger than we could fight off. <laughs> yeah. like, I think it might be too much. So we will do other Disney installations in the future, ways in which Disney is problematic um, from a racial standpoint, historically, and the also the corporation itself. But um, again, it's a problematic favorite. It is yeah. my I love Disney, and I'm not saying don't watch a Disney movie. Just be aware aware of the history behind it mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well jada we want to say thank you so yes. much for sitting in and giving dope. your input and being here we think you're dope as well yes, <laughs> jesse thank you you don't have a microphone but we love you so much and you're the best and with that we encourage you to, to rage on bye bye what does feminism mean to you During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.